and welcome to Galley Stories, stories of the Bering Sea and beyond, hosted by Mark Kaler. My name is Penka Jane, podcast deckhand and longtime listener. We'd thank you to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. Here's today's catch. Hello guys, and welcome back to another installment of Galley Stories, stories of the Bering Sea and beyond. I am your host, Mark Kaler. And today, uh, for the third time ever on, on our podcast, we have a female captain, Reba Temple. Reba, how are you today? Very good. How are you? Excellent. Thanks for coming. It was pretty Absolutely. short notice, too, because we just met a couple nights ago uh, in, in, the, in the shipyard next to your boat. Yep. yep. So um, let's just start with where you were born and what got you into the industry. I was born in Homer, Alaska, and uh, yeah, my family fished. My dad grew up fishing, and so I just kind of got into it family way where once I got into high school I'd been wanting to fish with him for a long time so I he let me once I was in high school so I started coming out here with him and my mom and sister and brother and you're here to Bristol Bay mm-hmm. yeah and that's another thing guys we're not recording on the gale tonight which is where we normally record we're actually in Knack Alaska uh, so did your dad own the boat um he owned a different so um, I have the new cloud nine he owned the old cloud nine um, it's just a little 1959 Marco, super tiny. Um, and so we grew up gill netting with him on that boat. And then when I started fishing, I got a new fiberglass or new to me fiberglass boat. And, uh, yep, I've been fishing on that ever since. So right out of high school, then you came out with your dad? Um, okay. I'm my first, so I was about 13 or 14. And okay. then give us, give us a little bit about, about that experience. How did that? Um, it was, I, we, my little sister and I always wanted to come out and he kind of let us do all of our basketball camps and all that throughout junior high. And then once we got into high school, he, uh, he let us come out. So we were really excited. And it was always a family thing. It was started out with my mom, my dad, my brother, and my sister and I all on the boat. And it was kind of some variation of that. Or once my brother got married, his wife came out instead of my mom. So it was always a packed boat. And So a brother and uh, right? Brother, little sister, and then my brother's wife also would come out. Are too. they still involved in the fishery? Your yep. brother? They he, are. He has a boat too, and um, his wife is coming out again this summer. She just had a kid, but she's going to leave her with her parents and come out again for peak. Boy, it's really a family tradition, huh? Yeah, we're very into the family. Like, that was my favorite aspect growing up, is just, um, yeah, getting to spend the time on the boat. And it was always a. The old boat with my family, we had two bunks and five people, so it was just like blowing up air mattresses, sleep on the floor, just super, super crunched in there, but we all got along great, and it was always just like the best time of the year. For it has to be some of the best memories, too. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Did, did uh, anybody above your father fish? Did his parents fish? His or? dad fished, um, yeah. He grew up in Anchorage, and so his dad long-lined, and then my dad did long-lining, and Gilded for herring, and he grew up fishing Cook Inlet. So your third generation. Yeah, I guess yeah. And then, yeah. Uh, then you, that would make your brother's child. Yeah, hopefully. About it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. she's still young, but she's came up uh, last year. She wasn't quite a year yet. She's like not even six months yet, and they brought her up just to. How awesome! Yeah. How awesome! So cool. from the time you were thirteen years old, did you come every summer? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, one year. The very first year we fished Cook Inlet, cause my dad's engine hydrolocked out here. And then, ever since then, it's been out here. So, okay. yeah. And wh- uh, when did you get your boat? Um, I got my boat in uh, 20, 2013, I guess. Six years ago. Yeah, this will be, my, I think, my seventh year running it. 
somewhere. How did that process there. go? What I mean, you just now's the time. I'm gonna get a boat. Um, my dad actually got pretty sick, and he knew he wouldn't be able to run the boat, so I kind of took over. And he actually passed away that summer, my first year of fishing. He passed away, so uh, it was kind of like forced into it. I would have loved to keep crewing with him for a while longer, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that was. Not not the best way to get the captain's chair. No, no, and it was, uh, yeah, it was, like, definitely, I thought he would be kind of around through that summer so I could ask him questions and stuff, but he passed away, like, right before the season, so it was oh. kind of a <laughs> just thrown in there. But it was good because I had all my siblings. They were all my deckhands that year, so we got to have the family back on the boat. Still and, the family. Yeah, and they were all, uh, I mean, I knew no more about it than the rest of them, so we all just kind of worked together and got through the first season with, yeah, <laughs> made, it. Right. <laughs> made it. Yeah, definitely was not stoked about being a ca- captain to like the third season. First couple years, I was like, this sucks. Yeah. I'm going to be a deckhand again, but yeah. What changed? Um, just knowledge. I mean, it's just kind of a helpless feeling that first couple of years. Like if anything broke, I just didn't like know. I just remember like asking people in the boatyard to come over and like, how do you change a Raycor? And they'd come over and I'd be taking notes as they did it. I'd be like, okay, unscrew the top thing. Okay, pull. And like, now I look back on the notes. I'm like, oh my God. But like. Did you keep the notes? Oh yeah. I have oh. them all still like just in this like cloud nine book, which is like almost embarrassing. I don't really let too many people see that because it's so. Uh, we'll, we'll, go ahead, we'll go ahead and scan that. <laughs> yeah, There'll exactly. be a link in it in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, so it's been every year gets better and like. Just, yeah, it's nice to be able to know. And, like, even just figuring out where to set the net the first year, like, it just was exhausting. Like, just... Did you get into a radio group right away? Yeah, I had, I had so much support. And so many people knew my dad out here. They knew the situation. So I got into his radio group, and they were, like, told me places when I rolled over my net. Or just, like, were so nice. And other radio groups that I wasn't in, they knew that my dad had just passed away, so they would... I've heard rumors that they had told the radio groups, like, not to cork me because I was just, like, figuring it all out. So, like, just amazing, like, Bristol Bay family really out here. It, who, it really is. Yeah. It? it was awesome. Yeah. So as you as you become a more and more seasoned skipper, right, do you have less of those notes going in there for crazy questions? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, like, kind of a little uh, over the top of note-taking general. But, yeah. You like strike I d- me as a journalist. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Can just see that from me. Um, yeah, I know. I definitely like still take notes about, I don't know, when I've changed things or when I put a new valve bank or like stuff like that. But it's not, I don't take notes on how I change my oil filters anymore or like anything like that. So that's. will be right on the date that you did it, right? Or yeah, no, and just kind of have my method or whatever. But I, yeah, I'm just getting a little. So you mentioned more that, you mentioned that, uh, that one of the initial struggles was trying to get comfortable, trying to learn it and. And the stress of, of being the one in charge and being ready for thing, when things went wrong. Obviously, some things went wrong in the first year and two. Right? Oh, yeah. I mean, just like you know, the fir- very first you opener. your first big crisis? Oh, 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 yeah. Go ahead with your first opener. The very oh, sure. first. It was a very immediate. I had, like, first opener down in Igigik, Uh Set the net. Caught some fish. I was like, this is a piece of cake. I don't know what everyone's talking about. And as I'm reeling <laughs> oh, yeah. up, yeah, I got it. Just almost have the net back in. And then just, like, I don't even know where, but I reversed it and just got the net in the wheel, 
toe line somehow there was a clip the lead line the core like just everything and it like stopped the engine and like i know you can kind of like tie off each side and get it tight usually but when the engine is totally off it was just like oh my god so what do you mean tie off each side like cleat it off so it gets it tight and then you can kind of like forward and reverse and kind of cut out of your net i mean i've done that a few times too but a lot of our <laughs> a lot of our listeners have never heard it explained or, or probably can't even picture what's happening yeah so there's a cleat on either side of the stern of your boat and if you get your net in your prop you can kind of find the net and the cork line lead line on one side and kind of figure eight cleat it off on one side and do the same on the other side so it's kind of tight up on either side of the boat mm -hmm. and then it allows you to have some tension on it so then when you go forward and backwards the prop itself cuts it out and you can kind of continue so ripping, on ripping your net yeah some so stuff can... will be down there but you'll at least be able to go on your way but this time it was just so in there that i couldn't even go so that one of the guys out of my radio group was super nice and came and towed me to a tender and then i think i had to get another tow in to iggy gick and i mean i think i fished for trident and ags the different cannery felt so bad for me that they <laughs> agreed to like pull me out of the water because we tried to cut it out but mud was too deep so we couldn't see it was just like day after day and then finally when i got pulled out of the water there's still like three fish hanging in the net under the boat it was just so much net just yeah so that was like day one through three there's all this fish in here i got this yeah exactly oh, yeah man. no it's yeah that was yeah, just kind of, that first year is pretty rough. Brought my boyfriend out for the first year, and after that three-day period, left him on the dock because it was just not, it was just like, oh, my God, just thing after thing. So, uh, yeah, but made it through, and I had my sister and my sister-in-law, and my brother came out for most of the season, too. And, uh, yeah, they were really patient with me and helpful and kept the, yeah. It's stressful. Oh, yeah. No, it definitely. Yeah, it still is. But And can be expensive. I mean, mm -hmm. mistakes cost money. Yeah, no, and now, like, I feel like we've had some good years, and but when you're starting out and, I mean, you don't really have too much of a cushion the, there, the, you're the like... That's way to learn. Yeah, maxing out the credit card, just, like, going for it. But, yeah, no, it's it helps, though, having, like, a family who's been involved in fishing, and so they... My mom's been just super helpful now. She's come back out to crew with me. And, so yeah. in 2013, you skipped your, skipped your dad's boat. Well, it was kind of, I had bought that one because he knew he wasn't going to be able to fish that year. So the old Cloud 9 was a gas boat, and he didn't want us to be fishing on the gas boat without him. So we, and I knew I was going to be the one captaining the boat. So we kind of, um, I'd got that boat that winter in between okay. 2012 2013 knowing that he was done fishing for while, while we're yeah. talking about accidents when i was over looking at your boat you've got <laughs> this really nice big it, it's not a hole anymore no it's but a, you can it's, clearly it's, tell that there yeah, used to be it's one not there. a very good let's, height let's hear about that incident I, that one was yeah a few years in i just taken it back to homer and done a bunch of work on the boat and uh or had somebody do a lot of work on it and I was pretty stoked because I was like, I have a freaking sweet boat now. It's beautiful. It's got all the stuff I need. And then that was like that first summer after bringing it back just on the Johnson Hill line. Just kind of what happens when you're on the line. You never, another boat's engine went out and T-boned me there. And it was unfortunate, but we were able to 
run back in and try and uh, help us get all the stuff. And as the water was going out, my brother and I were grinding on it and got that patched up in a tide. And it wasn't, everyone had to sleep up by the kitchen or like up in the galley. The four peak was still pretty wet for the rest of that season. But yep, came back the next spring and instead of probably should have had somebody do the patch, but had some buddies and we all kind of ground it down and did our best and it hasn't leaked since. So it's. Yeah, but now <laughs> I, I can't, I'm trying to think of how to describe what it looks like. It's. I don't know, is it like four or five feet across, maybe? It's like pretty much the whole, right where the name should be on the boat, that's where the patch is, and it's just... And what's written there? Oh, the Reba's first fiberglass job, age 26. <laughs> <laughs> yep, my friend who, my friend from Teaching and Homer, she does the decals for boats, does the names, um, and so she printed me out a special decal, so... Each one of those little things are stickers. <laughs> that, that, looks, that looks pretty cool. Look, I thought somebody wrote that on there. Yeah, so no, it's been on there a while then. Yeah, a few years. Yeah, it was after the, a little after the fact. But yeah, a couple summers now. <laughs> so you've had some, you've had some incidents, some breakdowns and whatnot. But do you, do you recall a time, when there was fear involved? I mean, I. Yeah, I mean, there's been. I don't really like love big weather days, but. I feel like we're pretty uh, on the cautious side. I don't know. I just, especially having family on board. I, the, fir the very first day when I was launching the boat, I just remember like being so scared that I was just like bawling as the tra tractor guys like putting us in the water. <laughs> my sister, everyone's bawling the whole boat, and he was just like shaking his head like, "Oh my god!" And we're just like so scared to even launch the boat, and then you just like reverse it and then put it in forward. And it was like. This was so easy. It was like so embarrassing. I'm like drying my face. Like okay, like pony up, Reba. You got this. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, a lot of that stuff is just like the initial. Any time you do the first thing, never like dock the boat up to the dock, and that was just like scared me so much to do that. And um, yeah, so it's gotten better. But yeah, as far as weather and stuff, like whenever there's big waves, I just there's a healthy amount of fear, just making sure everyone's safe and. Um, yeah, I'd, I always would rather err on the side of being too wimpy and going in early rather than mm -hmm. pushing it too far. And, and, and you're, and you're a lifelong Alaska resident. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you said born in Homer. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, then I, I went to school down in Oregon and then I came back to Homer, um, to, I taught high school math there for four years and then, yeah, so been there and now I just kind of moved out to Unalaska to try somewhere else. I live in somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Is is uh, Bristol Bay the only fishery that you do? Um, yeah, I've got a little bit of halibut quota. I fish just with buddies, and then um, just a little tiny amount, and just dinked around with my, my dad. Longlined when we were little, so we'd go on like family vacations. Uh -huh. And now, she, yeah. just did, she just did air quotes during the family vacation. Yeah, portion. he sold it well. It was very, I have great <laughs> memories of our vacations. Cool, cool, yeah. So cool, keep the hearts pumping. He'd like line up the how the hearts. We'd poke them all. Um, but yeah, so we did that. But just kind of. It sounds like you got some pretty good memories of fishing with your dad. Yeah, yeah, and dad, mom. It was just fun because it was always like the whole, whole family got a. Hang all out a summer, lot. every summer, and just yeah, just yeah, a lot of that. And did he yeah. did he pass on any traditions with you? Um, 
don't know. Just I. I know I'm putting you on the spot, but I. I'm not trying to think of any like formal traditions. I don't know. He would always like do the seal call where everyone else was trying to get rid of the seals. He'd just try and see if he could get one to swim over closer. He'd do the, oh, oh, oh. Like, oh, look, he's coming over. I'm like, Dad, you're the only well, fish on the boat, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. We'd all. So maybe we like seals a little more than the rest of Bristol Bay, but. Do you yeah. find yourself doing the seal call? Every once in a while. My sister's really good at it, so and she's on board. <laughs> Yeah. And so you now you said your brother's got his own boat now too. Mm-hmm. Yep. And do you guys fish together then? Mm-hmm. Yep, we're all yeah. in the same group, and so, so still keeping it family, family. Yeah, family. that's been super fun. Now my mom comes out. She took a few years off, and now she's my peak person. So she's in her sixties. So and your still mom's a deckhand for you. Yeah, which has been, and she knows so much. I mean, there's. I remember one time we were out going over to the Quijack side, and. I like set the net, didn't really see much, and then was picking it. And she was like, "This side of the net looks pretty good. Like maybe you should just like take the other side and move it over here." And I was like, eh, nah. And then I like called it a little more. I'm like, "Yeah, maybe I should." And like that was like still one of my best days ever. But <laughs> my mom just knew. <laughs> she just calmly, "This side of the net." Yeah, like you maybe like didn't t- tell me to do it. Just kind of suggested. I was like, "Nah, mom, I don't think so. We'll go somewhere else." Yeah. And then it was like, "Yeah, maybe we should." And it was just a. Uh, Super good day, but yeah, so that's fun to really cool. Yeah, be involved that way with her. Do you find commercial fishing generally is a male dominant industry, mm-hmm. at least in the skipper's chair? Mm-hmm. Do you find that, uh, that that you have to demand more respect, or is it just easily earned by just bringing in the catch? Um, I don't know. I I feel like I have a little different viewpoint because I've been out here since I was so little that. So many people around here just, like, watch me grow up. So I think they just know me in that respect where they... It isn't. No, I'm just, like, here every summer. So whether or not, I don't know, do well, well or do not do well. They're just... Everyone's really respectful, and that's just... It certainly cause... shouldn't matter. But I'm just wondering if there's, if there's ever been times where it has mattered. Yeah, I don't... I mean, I don't think... I don't know. Yeah, I feel like I... Everyone's not here. around here. No, yeah, and I'm sure it's different if you just are your first, like if you just buy a boat and it's your first year maybe as a female here and no one knows Every you. female skipper I know mm-hmm. has earned it, bells and whistles. I mean, yeah, and, and they're successful. Yeah. And they turn their own wrenches. You know, <laughs> things I, I can't do. For better or for worse, I feel like the hydraulic <laughs> project is taking me days. How do you, how do you change your record? <laughs> yeah, right I know, yeah. Got the notes. I'll just I'm gonna have to come for you. What's what's some of the best times you've had fishing oh, besides with the family? Because that's we've covered. Yeah, you've really, really um, enjoyed that. Now I've got. I mean, I one of them did the trip back to Homer up through Lake Iliamna one summer after the season, and that was. I mean, it's just been fun getting to see parts of Alaska and. I just haven't when I feel like every time I launch the boat it's just kind of like a cool feeling like I can go anywhere now like right? it's just pretty fun to the fear is gone right yeah yeah I know and it's just like you get to choose where you set the net and like I don't know I always kind of fished my first four seasons I always fished Igigik or Naknik and kind of I'd grown up fishing the line a bit more so that was what I was comfortable with and uh, a couple years ago we went to the our fishing group or a lot of us did go to the noosh and uh that was fun learning about like fishing sandbars and we weren't fishing the line so you really had to like fish the rips and there was a lot of fish 
Yeah, no, it was. Did last you go last year, too? Yep, but, yeah, it was. both years were just fun learning. Last year, the weather made it a little less cool. No, it was still How fun. How long did you stay? I, I, I thought a lot of people left, like, like 4th, 5th of July or something like I that. I stayed until um, Naknekwijek opened up where we could just transfer back with no wait. So I think that was, like, more the second week of July. Okay. okay. Maybe the 14th. I'm pretty bad at remembering I have to consult my notes. Right? <laughs> I thought you did have a pretty good captain. <laughs> I try. It, like, starts out good, and then, like, after a couple weeks of fishing, I'm like, fished again. <laughs> More fish were here. Like, <laughs> delivered again. Like, <laughs> no Which info. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, yeah. the days do start to run together. Yeah. You know? Oh, for sure. You, know, you tell someone you're going to go fish for 60 days or, or, or whatever your intentions are. They're like, boy, that's a long time to be out there. But then you get out here, and a week, after the first week, things just kind of start becoming a blur yeah no it is weird how that is and then you're like what what is today <laughs> i know even preseason boat work you're like i've really been out here for three weeks now like, well, this is i crazy. think sunset right now is like at 11 15 yeah i mean p.m guys <laughs> the sun is up until then yeah and then it's back up at five it's like hello <laughs> yeah you can no excuse for not working because of darkness for sure <laughs> right? well and that's what's funny you can walk around the shipyard and there are there are people working at 10 o'clock at night because there's still sunshine. Yeah. You know, yeah. fishermen are dedicated and hardworking people. Yeah, it's been, yeah, so many good, well, good well, people. Yeah, <laughs> it is, yeah. Sometimes it's, yeah. Sometimes the red dog sucks you in and then you're. <laughs> I haven't been there yet, but I've, I've heard that they have open mic nights. Yeah, they do. I don't know. What I heard you week. sing really well. Oh, no, no, no. We have a mic. Oh, <laughs> Wrapped Amish Paradise once at open mic night, and that was it. <laughs> How did that go? Not good. <laughs> Never done it again. Where Where do you see yourself in five years? I'm definitely still in Bristol Bay. I just hope I never have to miss the season out here knocking wood. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I have enjoyed. I enjoy teaching, so I've been spent a lot of time teaching in the winter, um, and. So maybe some variation of teaching or, um, yeah, I'm kind of hit like a quarter midlife crisis on what I want to do. But, um, yeah, maybe teaching again somewhere or teaching in some aspect. And, yeah, I don't know. I know at least for the summers that I'll be doing in five years. <laughs> we'll see what happens I, I in the I know winter. we're hopping around the conversation a lot, but I want to go back to the Cloud Nine. Mm-hmm. It was your father's boat was named Cloud Nine. Mm-hmm. Was there any reason why or he just got the boat um named that and then just kind of or the kind of rolled with family off the cloud nine and yeah there's so many of us they called us the clown nine i think (laughs) so we'd come out of the little tiny thing like a bunch of us were all pretty tall but uh you are tall (laughs) yeah the whole family's like pretty much the same so i think we looked pretty ridiculous but yeah i just like that boat name and wanted to continue that i got a friend in seattle he lives on his got a little 40 not little but 44 foot uh i don't even know what kind it is it's like a uh t- not a tally craft but you know like that that style uh-huh is his name the cloud nine too nice yeah yeah, yeah it works kinda... for trident oh yeah. yep so uh can you think of some other fun stories because um oh man I... funny things maybe funny things it's bit yeah i'm trying to think of some been good having I've been fishing with friends now and that's just been super fun just I feel like we always have 
a great time. Got some boxing gloves, so when we're doing a lame set or just a slow drift and dream set, they get out the boxing gloves and we'll be on the back kick boxing or doing, they always have like synchronized dance moves where I'll like, I've been driving around looking fish all day, like just, oh my God, I just messed up and just wasted their whole day, like feeling kind of bad and I'll like turn to them and be like, I'm so sorry, today just was kind of a bust and they'll be like, no it wasn't, like check this dance move, like we have a whole routine now, I'm like, (laughs) wonderful, and they'll have picked a song and like both choreographed a dance and been having so much fun while I'm just like, I'm a loser, I'm a loser, and they are just having a great time, there's always, yeah, I feel like. Our family and friends always send us fun care packages, so we have, like, boas, and we had another boat. We had, like, a magic magic battle the whole season where we tried to do a magic trick to a different boat every time we drove by and, like, pulling, like, a boa out of their rain gear. And, yeah, just always kind of keep it pretty fun. fun. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it's been just, yeah, fun. It's fun to – we like to – some people are highliners and fishing, but – our boat we like to think of ourselves as highlanders and happiness where we <laughs> just <laughs> try to make get... the other boats happen too, yeah right? it's fun, fun to have a good time and obviously you want to catch some fish because it really does not feel good to just no, not catch that makes, fish <laughs> that makes the da- dance routine better <laughs> yeah exactly exactly when you're have got some fish in the holds and you can do your dance routine back to the tender mm-hmm. what about some of the slow days when they not because it's slow closures Right? Mm-hmm. So um, what do you guys do for fun on the boat, or, or do you just anchor up and try to catch up on rest? The last couple of years, it's been a lot of just anchoring up and sleeping and trying to do that. Um, we Yeah, some like to do some back deck cooking. Like, we've got some really good cooks on my boat. They always like to barbecue up something, or we do a lot of sushi. We cook the salmon first, though, because we've heard you get pretty sick if you just eat the raw salmon. Mm-hmm. Um so a lot of sushi rolls, sushi parties on the boat, um, raft up with other boats sometimes. But so it's a party. If Yeah, I don't, there's no drinking once we're on the water, but it's a party of just like hanging out with everyone yeah. and stuff. And yeah. it's fun sometimes when we're in Naknik to go over to Southside and go tromp around there and check out the old canneries and stuff. Yeah. A lot but of history around here. There is. It's pretty cool. Um, just going anywhere down the river, you see pilings that speak of a former existence of something yeah. but there's nothing there yet you know anymore totally yeah so no yeah. pretty cool i think going up the quijack too there's some old canneries that you can kind of go and take a skiff in there and check them out and stuff it's really cool yeah i know it is um I, one of one of the one of the fishermen i was just talking to the other day he makes it a real point of anywhere anytime that he's in a new area whether it be bristol bay whether it be uh colorado he tries to find an, a book about the place that he's at and immerse himself into the story, you know, of, you know, of, of, um, the one he was telling me about specifically was Highliner. It's a book called The Highliner. I read, yeah, I read that. And he just immersed himself into it and here he finds himself, you know? Yeah. And it's all, Bristol Bay is a big portion of that book. Yeah, no, that's, it's cool reading about old, old Alaska um, fisheries just in general. It's pretty. Well, your grandfather did it or your, your father did it. Your grandfather yeah. did it. Yeah, no, that, the first year I was, gonna run or running this boat my dad <laughs> I was just so nervous dad I just am so nervous about this and he's like you know what Reba like I was really nervous too and I captained my first boat too and I was like really and he's like when I was 14 and I was like oh my god <laughs> dad come on well, but I that mean, was kind of back then you could just like cook inlet just kind of hop in a skiff and 
find a net and just kind of go for it was not yeah, quite as formal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, did he, did he spend some time showing you how to operate the boat? Well, obviously, being on a boat that small, you kind of... Yeah, he, I did, I started to like drive the boat up to tenders, uh, to offload for a few years before, but I, he, he's, he was a little bit of a control freak in that, like he never, uh, would let me like dock it up to the dock or like whenever we're going up to another gill netter, I couldn't drive it cause he didn't want me to smash their boat, which is valid. So there was a lot of it that he always meant to kind of show us, but yeah, life happens. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, but I had gotten to pull up to a tender before and do that kind of thing so mm-hmm. yeah some of that but yeah so yeah it's been a learning process ever since <laughs> now recently you got elected to a board mm-hmm. that's the bbrsda yeah what's what's that involve and how did that become a part of something you even wanted to pursue um so that board is about um their main mission is to kind of market Bristol Bay salmon so they help with fish quality and some research um, just providing better research to the fishermen and uh, there's one percent that's taken out of everyone's everyone every well all drift netters not set netters but um, out of their fish tickets so that that funds the BBRSDA Um, so they use that money for what they decide is best for um, helping to market salmon that's their main goal um, so I kind of, I've in the last few years kind of had a little, every winter, I'm like, well, I'd, I still want to be kind of involved in the fishery in some way and, um, figure out some way to just kind of continue to do something fishy for the winter. So that's kind of, I knew about the board and I thought about running for it for a few years, but with teaching, it was kind of hard to, there's meetings throughout the year that you'd want to go to. Um, so it wasn't quite the right time. And then this last year I took some time off teaching so I there was a resident seat that came up and I decided to go for it and run had in yep and it worked out for me so yeah well, you say that but you haven't been in the first meeting yet. correct yeah I worked <laughs> out in that I got the seat we'll see I'm flying to Dillingham on Saturday to cry go. It all the way yeah in. I know we'll see no, <laughs> no I, yeah, I'm better now I'm better now. <laughs> yeah but I'm excited to just um yeah it's a good way to learn more about the kind of the background or behind the scenes really of the fishery where you're getting the fish out. I like how you sold. said you, you wanted to be more fishy in the off season. Yeah, it's hard to like go from like living, breathing fish to like going to a different profession or like. When do you start thinking about coming back to the bay? When, when does it start <laughs> in your mind? And don't uh, say when I put the boat up. Uh, no, well, I mean, I usually I feel like November, December, I'm kind of like, well, I go, I have to order my, I order my web like in September, October. And then, I mean, there's things throughout the year where you kind of, thinking about it and go down to fish expo in November, you know, I see everyone and kind of that makes you think about it again. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's things throughout the year, but probably like March really is when it's like game time to start getting your stuff hung. And, um, do you do your own network? I do. Yeah. I kind of alternate between being like, this is a good idea. Like I paid for a vacation by doing my own stuff. And then other times I'm like, it's, not that expensive I'd to have something like, oh my God, yeah, but it's my mom, as I, when I was in home or teaching at my apartment, but she let me hang nets in her living room because I could then be warm and watch TV, so there's like a bolt right in 
right in her living room. Are you kidding me? No, so I just have the net stretched around her so whole house. you drag house. up a big net bag into your mom's <laughs> yeah. living room. And then once I'm done with the corks, they go on the couch. Put on the dogs Thrones, say, Yeah, whatever, start. and just watch. Yeah, so she's super mellow about it, which is awesome. <laughs> I mean, this side of the net looks pretty good, but that yeah. side's got some holes in yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Stripping in her living room. She's like, oh, gosh. But, yeah, so that's been... Yeah. See, those are the kind of funny <laughs> stories I'm trying to get out of you. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, I feel like there's always a kind of a little unconventional, just never really owned a truck, our family. So we always pick up the nets and anchorage in the little Honda Civic, takes a couple loads. The port people are always like, oh my God, when are you guys going to get a truck and just haul them down to Homer? Every truck here is like held together with splash zone. See, that's the thing. We just bring our Honda Civics out here, our Honda Accords, and they just last forever. We've got... <laughs> I've seen so many of those little small, like, Ford Rangers, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the ones that were, like, from the, I don't know, 82, <laughs> and, like, you feel like you could tip them over. Yeah. No, those but are they're popular. they're still running. I, they've been here since, like, for 15 years since, I mean, you just recognize them all again. It's weird when somebody gets a different one, like... Yeah, wait a minute, they, that doesn't belong. Yeah, exactly. That's your new car. Well, right? and you start noticing so-and-so is always in that truck, right? Oh, and Yeah. Then, couple years later you're like wait a minute that's not him yeah totally yeah it's crazy Who's in the- yeah. <laughs> did they sell out go check and make it's sure kind of no. back to that family thing yeah no it is you come back here and every time you return it's like how was your winter like good to see you well aren't so you got your slip where your, your boat's parked right now uh-huh are the same boats next to you all the time i would it has been since yeah. I, this is probably my third or fourth year here and yeah it's the same yeah, so little it's yeah like, it's the back crew you just kind of Stoked to see everyone. Come back to your summer neighbors. Yeah, one of our the boats right next to me. We have a little gangplank so we can go back and forth between each other. <laughs> we'll work on dance moves. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly, exactly. There was a big like torque off on the boat last summer. There was people were having a dance dance off. So dance, came dance. up. The boat was kind of rocking a little bit. I was a little nervous on that one, but uh, it <laughs> stayed up. Very good. Yeah. Um, but, do you see that our industry? Um, in the Bay here, because a lot, a lot of the podcasts have been involved in Pollock and Crab, and and not a lot of focus on Bristol Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I'm here, so that's we're gonna get some. But um, what do you see as the age group for Bristol Bay fishermen? Are we are, are we continuing to get older? Or are we are, are we getting younger? I think I mean I, there's plenty of my friends who have bought in and younger people who are buying in. I feel like. Bristol Bay is still, in the grand scheme of things, fairly cheap to buy into compared to, well, compared to a Saner. You don't need, a, like, a Saner or IFQ. IFQ is, like, $50. I mean, Bristol Bay. is only $180,000. Yeah, but in the scheme of, like, fisheries around Alaska. And that's for the permit. Yeah. The piece of paper. Yeah. yeah. But if you're a state resident, they'll you can go through the state and get a loan on the permit. So that can make it a little bit easier. But, um yeah, it's super expensive, but it's not compared to buying yeah, into seining or something like well, that. Well, or buying a crab boat. <laughs> yeah, and, buying and a crab trying to b- quota. Yeah, no, some crabs. of it's just almost impossible yeah. now. But this is still one a government that, loan. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, that's been good. And then you can also like buy the permit and be a D on another person's boat, so they can have more webs. So that's kind of an intermediate step you can take to um, not go full in and buy a boat and a permit. You buy, can... buy a permit, jump on someone else's boat. They yeah. can they, they then get another 50 fathoms, is exactly. that right? Exactly, yeah. And then... Which allows you to catch, on average, 48,000 more pounds of fish. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm just going off the average. Yeah, that know. sounds good. <laughs> but, well, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so that's a good... So there, there is ways that you can get younger people in, but... What do you suggest? Um, 
Because, yeah, you know, a lot of boats keep the same people on them all the time. Yeah. No, it's, um, I mean, just getting on a boat and just working hard, same as any fishery, and just um, saving your money. I mean, once you... Does it need to be a boat? Or can uh, it be a set net site? Oh, I mean, well, yeah. No, you can go a set net. You could go, I mean... Do you think mean, that, that experience transfers over? Yeah, just showing your ability to work. I mean, there's people who get jobs at on the Trident dock that I see who then can kind of get onto a... I know one guy who got on the crab boat from the Trident dock. I mean, if you're just showing that you're working hard, fishermen see those guys a lot and see their work ethic, and that's one way. But, yeah, set net sites. I mean, set net sites are, like, that is some hard work. Like, I, you are... I, it sounds funner to me. I, I've never been on a set net site, but just the idea of being able to sit around a campfire at night instead of cramming into a bunk. Yeah. Or, yeah. or like, you when you were a kid doing the blow-up mattress trying to sleep yeah. in the galley. No, that's true. Yeah, but man, they're like we. I mean, they don't have quite as many hydro. I mean, they're like hand pulling stuff, they're waiting around. That mud. Yeah, so I feel like if you like, if somebody's proven themselves as a set netter, I'm like, man, they'd be. A yeah, when they if they got on a gill netter, they'd be like, this is easy compared to. <laughs> yeah, gosh. Who's making the donuts? <laughs> exactly. So yeah, no, I Check think. Check out my new dance move. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so how would you suggest someone, random? What would you suggest? Um, if you have the means to just come out here and start just walking the boatyards, I mean, if you're out here early, there's always somebody who ends up needing a deckhand, and I know of a couple of people who've already gotten jobs just doing that out here. Um, it can be hard, though, to get out here because it's a little expensive. Yeah, it's expensive, and flights are difficult, yeah. you know, yeah. something you got to plan for. Yeah, but no, like, no, like Kodiak and Homer are also places where they have gill netters who are coming over here who might be able to get jobs or... I mean, social media, too. There's so many groups on Facebook for finding jobs in different fisheries, and I don't know quite how um, how that like how many people have gotten jobs on there, but you could just always see people putting their name out, just kind of telling a little bit about themselves, and then that's just one way of putting your name out there, I, too. I had a friend say he, did, <clears throat> he actually is not posting on that. For example, the Bristol Bay Rumors jobs, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I love that website, but or that uh, Facebook page, but... He said he he doesn't post on there for crewmen anymore because he gets so many so many people messaging him that it's just overwhelming. It's just like, yeah, no, that's because it is know. such an easy way. I mean, you're alerted every time. Yeah, he he, yeah. he instead he trolls until he sees someone that's posting that they're looking for. Yeah, a then that guy's yeah. probably just no, that's from. probably is the that he's probably happy about that. <laughs> yeah, <he's laughs> yeah. like, well, I don't know. What are you paying? Yeah, what, exactly. What you... <laughs> just compare. But you don't worry about that because it sounds like you've had family for majority of your career. Yeah, and then and the then... last this will be my third year with the same two girls from Homer who've been my buddies for a long time. Um, so it's an all-girl boat. Currently, yeah, not. I'm not opposed to. No, no, I, no, yeah, no, no, but not, yeah, not, but not it saying is. saying it that way. Yeah, but, no, 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 yeah. But, that's where the boas are coming in, and that's yeah, where the exactly. Going, and that's where, I was just trying to yeah. picture which guy was twerking on your boat yeah, with no, the boas. No twerking guys. Are, well, that actually was from another boat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it that's was called a twerk. Back, it was actually totally acceptable. It was three guys twerking on that case. Totally <laughs> acceptable. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, it's been. I've been really lucky to have the same crew coming back. Um, yeah, it's like family. It's like a bond. Yeah, no, and it's every year they know. I had a great list of stuff to things they wanted for the boat, stuff I should maybe think about fixing. They're just really, I mean, it's all. Yeah, it's we should it. probably consider bringing those two in with you and uh-huh. and having them tell the story because, 
you know, you're on the uh, the BBRSDA, <laughs> and you're probably not sharing everything with <laughs> us. Trying to be all professional. <laughs> <laughs> when I came in, she said, hello, Mr. Kaler. Not, <laughs> not, not even close. So if you had uh, anything to say, anything you wanted to share, do you have something that you want to say or want to share? Oh, man. Don't give me that note. <laughs> no, not one thing. Uh I don't know. I mean, I just like, just mostly always am just so, feel so lucky to be out here fishing and like, I mean, this is like my favorite, favorite place in Alaska, like favorite thing to be doing. And I just feel like every time I'm here, it's just so lucky to be even in the stressful times where you're, my, all my nails are bit off and I'm just like losing my mind about where to drop my card. It's like, it's just pretty freaking cool to be You got to decide here. that. Yeah, oh yeah, no, I'm already, nails are gone. I'm getting nervous, got to break out the chewy snacks today. I would ask her where she's going, guys, but this is probably going to post before the season opens, so we don't want to let yeah. everybody know where And I don't know, I have no <laughs> freaking clue. <laughs> no freaking I wish I had an idea to right tell now, you guys. I just want to put it in the water. <laughs> yeah, I know. Everyone asks how I don't smoke from being a captain. I just eat a crap ton of gummy snacks, high chews, treetop, whatever, just... Oh, yeah, you gotta stay busy. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting really nervous. Got it. Got yeah, yeah. Would you change anything about the choice of being a fisherman? No, definitely no. I mean, sometimes I wonder if that I that was quick. No, I yeah, no, I love this. Has just been a blast, and that's the thing I always just kind of just want to keep it fun. I never want it to be like being so much debt or being so over my head that it's not fun anymore. I'm just worried about catching fish, just solely that. Um, yeah, it's just fun to get out there and catch as much as you can, have fun, and yeah, it's kind of, I would never change being out here. Nothing. No. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Any final words? Um, yeah, uh, just thanks for having me, and it's fun to... I, I appreciate I you coming. I really do. Um, you guys, if you want to um, ask Reba any questions, because I'll get her, I'll get her email address and I'll forward any questions you have on to her. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, the 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 first two um, gals that we had on have had a, the biggest response as far as questions go, because there's a lot of questions. Yeah. Um, it's a. Uh, you're tough. You are tough. Debatable. Debatable. Some, day, some days I don't Debatable. feel. Well, she's also tall, so that it gives the impression of tough anyway. Yeah. Um, so I, I really thank you for coming, and um, and you guys don't forget to uh, to share the episode with your friends, and again write into uh, galleystories at gmail .com with any questions, and I will forward those to Reba. Um, is that it? Yeah, that sounds good. Can you give us the seal call before we go? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was not good. My sister would be ashamed right now. We are not, are not editing that out. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. So, um, all right, well, thanks for coming today. Yeah, absolutely. And you Thank guys, you. Uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Galley Stories. We hope you like what the net brought in. Please leave us a review on iTunes, whether you like it or not. We're not fishing for compliments. Look us up on Facebook and Twitter, too, and reach out to us at galleystories at gmail.com.